You're listening to the Body Literacy Podcast, your connection to the art and science of feeling really good body, mind, and spirit. I'm your host and holistic health coach, Jen Mayo. If you've never experienced truth and freedom inside your body, an amazing adventure is about to begin. Healing happens in community. Body literacy is your tribe. Join me in discovering the keys to fearlessly unlocking your body's innate intelligence and resilience. Turn on to the wisdom of your body as we connect your wellness dots by exploring whole person healing from neuroscience and nutrition to sexual health and sleep. Join the wellness revolution and start speaking your body's language. Before we get started, I wanted to introduce you to the most profound and impactful piece of health technology I've encountered in three decades of navigating my own health challenges. LifeWave is a wearable health technology that uses your own light energy to optimize your health. If you've followed the Body Literacy Podcast for any period of time, you likely already know that I'm a bit of a walking science experiment. I have a passion for exploring how time-honored ancient healing arts can be coupled with modern science and technology to optimize our health, wellness, and vitality, and how we can empower ourselves with the knowledge and optimization of our own onboard wisdom and healing potential rather than viewing the human body as a problem to be solved. LifeWave's phototherapy patches use light to stimulate the body's natural healing systems. By applying LifeWave's non-transdermal patches to specific points on the body similar to acupressure, where the patch covers the skin, infrared light emitted from the body is reflected back into the tissue, stimulating specific regions of the brain and tapping into the body's own flow of energy and the ability to heal itself. LifeWave patches are not intended to treat any specific condition or disease, but rather support the body's own innate healing mechanisms. When we take a holistic approach to health and consider there is really only one state of dis-ease in the body imbalance, rather than the 32,000 diseases defined by conventional medicine, rebalancing the body and supporting our own built-in capacity to heal becomes a journey of ease rather than a frustrating and disempowering struggle to control dis-ease. Energy medicine operates by a different set of rules than material medicine. I talk about experience-based medicine a lot, and LifeWave is simply a therapy you have to take for a test drive to feel the benefits for yourself. To learn more or try them out, just visit genmayo.com slash LifeWave. Has your sex life hit a wall? If eating chocolate on the couch while binge-watching vintage Sex in the City episodes sounds more appealing than actually having sex in the city, then you're not going to want to miss this edition of the Body Literacy Podcast. Intimacy expert and self-proclaimed orgasmonaut, sexpert Susan Bratton is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. Susan shares with us her best secrets for igniting intimacy through sexual biohacking. Anti-aging products for sagging skin and muscle loss are the norm in our culture, but few people consider that our sexual health requires as much conscious attention in order to maintain vibrant sexuality, especially in the second half of life. Lifting weights and eating organic are great for the body, but did you know there are many options for boosting sexual health that extend beyond diet and exercise? Susan shares her top tips for boosting libido and non-invasive treatments that improve vitality for men and women alike. Susan's commitment as a sexual wellness educator is rooted in personal experience. Having watched her own sex life dwindle while she and her husband pursued busy careers, 
When their relationship came to a crossroads, the couple made a soul pact to do whatever was necessary to reignite their passion for one another. Her experience-based approach is what makes her program so authentic and relatable. Susan and I go deep on sexual biohacking techniques, sexual regenerative medicine, intimacy skills, communication in the bedroom, and much more. You can learn more about Susan's products and programs at susanbratton.com and the20store.com. Welcome to the show, Susan. Hello, you beautiful creature. It's so nice to be here with you on this lovely morning and see your gorgeous face. You're such a beauty. And I'm so excited to be here. As I was telling you before we started the show, I'm continually impressed with the wide variety of curious things you bring into the mix of this show. So, uh, and I'm also really impressed at the bravery and your willingness to really go into something that I think is one of the biggest issues in sexuality today, which is understanding women's female orgasmic response during intercourse, which is such a such a thorny subject for so many people. Yeah. I think we're going to shed some incredible light on it. So I thanks for so. having I me. I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation. And thank you so much. It's uh, you're you're quite beautiful this morning as well. So, <laughs> uh, so I will start out briefly. Um, anybody who's listened to this podcast before may have um, heard this story before, but um, for those who may be new listeners uh, and new to the show, I will kind of clue them in on um, kind of how I came to be in this space and why I specifically asked you to come on the show and, and share your expertise with us as well. Um, so in 2016, uh, my father took a Viagra um, that led to something that we were told is called a spinal stroke. And this set off a cascade of events in his body that ultimately led to his death a few years later. Um, but what I really took away from that um, experience and watching um, his health decline and his mental state during that period of time um, was just how closely linked chronic disease is with sexual health. Um, and hats off to my mom and dad. They were well into their 70s when this happened. So like I'm very inspired by them that they were still enjoying that part of their life. Um, and I think you're going to talk a little bit about aging and sexuality as we, as we move through this conversation. But, um, I, you know, I really took away that there is this big link between chronic disease. And when we look at bodies that are in fight or flight, um, the first two things to go are reproduction and sexuality and, um, digestive health. Um, mm -hmm. so I think we'll probably weave those into the conversation as well as we get started here, but, I also wanted to talk briefly, you had mentioned in a, another interview that I, I saw that you did with somebody, a book by um, Dr. Lindsay Person. Um, Berkson. Mm -hmm. yes. Burke and, with a B. Mm -hmm. Oh, Berkson, got it. Yeah, Lindsay Berkson. Um, she had um, a book called Sexy Brain, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she has a quote in there, um, I believe, that she talks about intimacy as being as beneficial as veggies and exercise for our health. And that really resonated with me. So let's start there. Why is sex and intimacy so important? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I recently saw uh, a, a piece of a new piece of data that said um, there were 3,500 participants in this study, and they were shown images of people between the ages of 18 and 80, and their job was to guess the age of the person. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And in the study, what they said was that people who had intimate connection three times a week or more looked 10 years younger than their cohorts. And I was like, I could list all the neurotransmitters and the vascular experience and all the things, you research your <laughs> nervous system and all that stuff about great sex, but hell's bells. It makes you look 10 years younger. Exactly. That alone is reason enough to focus on your sex life and having satisfying ageless intimacy. Yes. Yes. That's all I need. That's it. <laughs> 10 years younger. <laughs> Make you younger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because it's especially important when you're my age, because I'm in my 60s. So when you're in your 40s and 50s, you can kind of fudge it a little bit. But by the uh-huh. time you get in your 60s, you're like, I need those 10 years. Right. Give me those. Right. Give me that decade. <laughs> I want to look like I'm in my fifties, not my (laughs) sixties. Exactly. Exactly. So how did you end up becoming the sex expert that you are now? Well, I, uh, so I've been with my darling husband for 31 years now, Mm -hmm. 11 years into our marriage, we had everything going for us, except I had started not wanting to have sex with him and he was super bummed out about it and he yeah. tried everything to get me to have sex with him the poor guy i mean honeydews begging pleading bargaining you know like anything <laughs> and I, man i was just not motivated i wanted to have good sex but i hadn't been having good sex since the new relationship energy had worn off in our early years of our marriage mm-hmm. i had been basically just going along with it you know uh, and it wasn't really very satisfying for me. I, I wasn't having orgasms from anything but my own vibrator. Mm. And my husband was having a great time. It felt great to him. And I just really checked out of that. And when I checked out of the physical intimacy, he checked out of the emotional intimacy and mm. got super yeah. pissed at me, which I don't, I don't blame him for any of this. I don't blame us for anything that we did. Our responses were normal and honestly Jen, it's what happens in bedrooms all over the world. I mean, the problem is that what Dr. Lori Mintz so eloquently described in her TED talk about the orgasm gap, the difference between how easy it is for a male-bodied partner to achieve satisfaction from intercourse versus how much more unusual and um, not common it is for our female bodied people to achieve orgasm from Mm -hmm. penetration. And I thought to myself, this is exactly what happened to me and what almost destroyed my marriage. But my Mm -hmm. husband and I wanted to fight for our marriage. We were best friends. I could never, I could never have done better than I I married very, very well. I got lucky. And, uh, and so did he, and Mm -hmm. we didn't want to end our marriage. So we said, all right, well, we're very, very intelligent people. What do we do here? Let's go to a therapist. Let's figure out what we need to do to learn how to have good sex. And essentially what we were doing was closing the orgasm gap. That's what Uh we were doing. We just didn't know those were the words at the time. Right. And we did therapy. I dealt with some uh, some issues from some sexual traumas that I'd had as a young woman. And um, we got through that. And we started going to sex workshops. And I have to tell you, I was the bravest girl in the world. Like, I mean, to get naked and go to sex workshops and do that stuff. I was, I had never even looked at my own vulva, really. I mean, I was just very kind of disconnected from the whole experience. And I was a Silicon Valley power woman, executive, you know, I was just like work, career, my kid, you know, all that stuff. And 
those sex workshops just absolutely melted me. They opened me to my possibility for my pleasure. And within a workshop or two, we were having the best sex of our lives. And it kept getting better as we learned more and more. And we looked at each other and we were like, we have to bring this stuff to the internet. We have to make it so people can get this information without spending thousands of dollars and having to get naked in a room full of people. How do we do that? <laughs> That's one way to do it though, right? Well, we were both tech executives. So bringing things to the internet was like what we did. Mm-hmm. So 17 years ago now, Jen, we started Personal Life Media and I have written and published over 44 books and programs that teach people how to transform having sex into making love. I've crossed the gasm chasm. I've closed the orgasm gap. And what I can tell you and your listeners is that orgasms are simply a learned skill. Every person can do it. There are 20 kinds of orgasms the human body can have. And I'm talking about for the male-bodied and female-bodied. I don't uh-huh. care if you're XX, XY of any gender expression, sparkle rainbow for the win, but uh, <laughs> you can train yourself to have so many different kinds of orgasms. There's actually mm-hmm. three categories. So I've been studying orgasm for two decades. I call myself an orgasmonaut. I'm like the astronaut <laughs> of orgasms. I go to the far reaches of orgasmic outer space and I come back with a map to the territory so you can take your rocket boosters right there too. Right. And that's, I think, if there's one takeaway that I want to give you and your listeners on this podcast today, it's that you have. Uh, so much orgasmic capacity and that your your sex life and your personal growth they're two sides of the same coin you'll you get better at sex as you get older the best sex is ahead of you Uh the female body is extremely different in the way we have arousal patterns than the male body And what I like to do is I like to describe the difference between what I call patriarchal sex and matriarchal sex, Uh because we've been having sex like men need us to, Mm -hmm. but not because they are like, we're having it my way. It's just all they know. And they've been more of the masculine sexual leader in most of our relationships. But as women, as we get to income parity, as we, as feminism, moves its tentacles more deeply into our culture mm-hmm. as women get more empowered and more confident we are beginning to say what should sex really be like let's reexamine the way we're thinking about sex and our male body partners are like yeah let's reimagine it because if it's not good for you it's not good for me and that's where my husband and I ended up was like right. let's fix it it's broken right 42, 43, 44, 45, somewhere in there in my early 40s, I started for the first time having orgasms from intercourse and subsequently have become quite good at orgasming from intercourse as well as all of the other kinds of orgasms, uh-huh. female ejaculatory, cervical, breast gasms, throat gasms, belly gasms. There's locations you can touch. There are orgasmic techniques like erotic hypnosis is an example of one expanded orgasm. I've had an expanded orgasm practice with my partner for going on 20 years. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that saved my marriage. One of the thing, three things that saved my marriage were understanding what he wanted out of my our relationship and him understanding what 
I wanted because they're different things that matriarchal, patriarchal, not just in the bedroom and the whole thing. Radical honesty, telling the truth about what felt good, what didn't, what I was experiencing and what I wanted and needed and learning to understand and listen to myself mm-hmm. and give my my body voice so that my partner knew where I was at all times. And number three was this notion of an expanded orgasm practice, which helped me become multi-orgasmic through manual stimulation. It's a clitoral stroking practice that then helped me carry that body wisdom of expanded, multiple, incredible orgasms from direct clitoral, tip of clitoral stimulation into intercourse orgasms because I activated my yoni. And by yoni, I mean my female genital system. Because a lot of women think about their bodies as, okay, I've got a vagina and a clitoris. And that's kind of like it for sex. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's those two things. That's what's, you know, on the table. But actually your entire female genital system, you have three erectile tissue systems. Your vagina is wrapped in erectile tissue. And when you get that all activated, you cross that gasm, like you're just hopping, skipping, jumping right over that bridge. You're just like leaping across the gasm. So when women are empowered to understand how their anatomy works and how their their arousal system works and the kind of stimulation they need to have orgasms from intercourse, they suddenly start doing it. So penetration orgasms or orgasms from intercourse are just one of the kinds of orgasms that you can learn. But if you're in a heterosexual monogamous relationship, in a way, I think it may be the single most important thing you can learn. Because if you're not sexually satisfied from intercourse, you're not going to want to keep doing it. Every time you, you do it just because it's nice to be close to him, you're putting another brick in the wall of your future <laughs> sexless relationship, your breakup, he's going to go find someone younger thinking you were broken. You're not broken. You're having sex like a dude and you need to have sex like a lady. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think kind of what you were describing there with that expanded orgasm experience too, um, you know, and this is maybe kind of a difference of the sexes as well is, um, more like riding a wave versus falling off a cliff. And I think so many people in our culture have been the only sex education they've gotten is the falling off the cliff kind of sex education. Right. right. Um, so yeah, that's the original Kinsey ejaculatory model from the right. 1960s. Uh, right. Time for an update on that. Right. We ha- <laughs> and and expand her orgasm tonight.com. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you'll put it in the show notes, that would be great. There is, sure. a, and I'll make it, I'm going to make a list of things. I'm going to probably drop a fair number of free URLs for things because Wonderful. a woman who's listening to this or even her male body partner, if you're on that journey to cross that gasm chasm, to close that orgasm gap, um, I want you to have the assets that you need. And I've got so many things that can help you. So Expand her orgasm tonight. Actually, one of the things you get is um, you get these things called three free pleasure reports. And one of them is what is expanded orgasm and expanded orgasm. There's charts in there that show you the difference, but essentially expanded orgasm is different than extended orgasm is different than multiple orgasm and is different than orgasm. It's like 
exponential time space quant it's like a quant quantum gasm is yes. really what you're talking about <laughs> exactly now we're in the quantum sphere these days with our quantum health and we should have our quantum orgasms right 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 so um that is very good for you to visualize what you're going for i always like pictures and um i also in that particular download give you three free pleasure reports the other one is called the power of peaking which also helps intensify your orgasm it's a little technique that uses your nervous system, the way your nervous system works to expand the sensation that you feel. And the third one is something called touching for rapture, which is a very important thing that not a lot of people think about. But when we're with our male body partners and they're trying to make us have an orgasm, that's the wrong mentality. You know, when they're trying to twist our knobs and push our buttons and like like we're some kind of, you know, pachinko game or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's much better if they understand that we get turned on by their turn on and that when mm -hmm. they're holding back their turn on and they're in their strategy mind and they're trying to make us do something, it's very difficult because we feel performance anxiety but mm -hmm. when they begin to take pleasure from our pleasure and then we sh and they show us their pleasure we begin to resonate we we're vibrating with mm -hmm. their turn on and that's mm -hmm. making us get more turned on so these are really great practices for couples to learn at any you know at any time in their in their love life and they really facilitate crossing that gasm chasm Right. And I think part of what you're describing too, and I love that you introduced the word quantum. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge student of energy medicine. And I think um, it, it, both medically and sexually, we kind of live in a culture where um, everything has become very mechanicalistic. Um, yeah. And I think part of that's part of what female sexuality and women as sex educators bring to the space is a much greater understanding of how we move energy through our bodies. Yeah. Um, and that sex, like many other experiences is not just a mechanical, you know, go from point A to point B kind of experience. Yeah. Um, and it's not linear. It is this vast, um, all over the place. It's messy, but a like, you know, a beautiful messy, um, in terms of, you know, not, not being on this strict path of, you know, how do I get, you know, like I said, from point A to point B. Um, and I, one other thing I wanted to bring up as you were describing your relationship with your husband, which I, that sounds so beautiful. And I'm, you know, so grateful that you guys were able to go on that journey together. And now sounds like you're in a, a very beautiful place. Yeah. Um, this term relational alchemy, um, yeah. and how we take, like I said, the energy, um, that we have in our relationships and how that translates into health in the rest of our, our bodies and minds and how that translates into, you know, like we were talking about earlier, longevity and just looking younger and feeling younger and feeling alive and vibrant. Is that the purpose of orgasm just to help us feel alive? Yeah. I mean, we, there's a lot of debate about what the benefits of orgasm are not that there are benefits, but why there are benefits right. and perhaps we'll never know. And it may be one of the most beautiful mysteries of humanity, uh -huh. but, um, it can be, you know, people, people think it might help with conception. They, it might help with drawing people together and creating pair bonding. It might be, uh, helping women reset their nervous systems because remember we are we're estrogen dominant and our male body partners are testosterone dominant 
Mm-hmm. And so because we're estrogen dominant, estrogen is a molecule of safety because women are prey, not predators. And so that's another thing about the matriarchal versus patriarchal, patriarchal sex is that, you know, men, they're horny all the time. They masturbate every day because they need to keep their sperm fresh. They wake up with a morning erection if they're healthy. They have nighttime erections if they're healthy. They're already turned on because they're so testosterone dominant that they forget that we're not that. We run with the moon cycle, mm-hmm. even after menopause. We have days, five, our five-day horny window around ovulation that makes us more interested in sex, but that we're not always like ready to go, that we mm-hmm. need a much longer warm-up, that our genital system is all the erectile tissue system, which is the same amount as our male body partners have. And oh, mm-hmm. we're all, everybody's talking about men's erections. Who's talking about women's erections? I am. <laughs> women don't even realize that they're suffering from the same erectile dysfunction as their male body partners. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time a guy is 40 and definitely 50, he's not as hard and firm as he used to be. Now, mm-hmm. you can do a lot to reverse that with this mm-hmm. sexual regenerative treatments. You can do this to both the female and male genitals. Mm-hmm. We have the same amount of erectile tissue inside us. But because it's inside us and not this kind of straight shot down the tube, if you will, it takes a while for all of the blood flow to get into the nooks and crannies, which means we just need longer to become aroused. We need more time, more full body touch, more words of encouragement and appreciation, more safety and comfort in our lovemaking. The lover's space needs to be set in a way that's the sheets aren't scratchy. There's dry, fluffy towels. The lube we like is there. The lighting is good. The music is good. We've got our water. We've got our toys. We've got the things we need to surrender into our pleasure mm-hmm. because it's very, it's much more difficult for us to get to the surrender into our pleasure moment unless we have all of these on ramps to surrender. And I think personally that the number one reason why women aren't currently, aren't yet, because every woman can orgasm from intercourse, they are not yet because they didn't take into account that they are going to just have a slower arousal process. Mm -hmm. And so we need all of this touch and adoration and safety and, you know, warming up and foreplay. But I don't even like the term foreplay. I really would love to eradicate that out of our lexicon. I would like to change the semantics on this, Jen. I don't like foreplay and sex. Because that's like, oh, sex is intercourse. No, sex is all the things. I want want the yoni massage. I want the deep kissing. I want the words of adoration. I want the foot rubs, the full body touch, the back rubs, the sexy lingerie, the nice lovers. I need all of those things to really settle in, get out of my estrogen multitasking monkey brain Mm -hmm. and get pulled into my sensation with my partner and I need the heart connection from my partner. And that's why my brand, my flavor of sex ed is heart connected, passionate, lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills. Yeah. Because I think those are, that's what's missing in in our world. And, and, you know, you had mentioned porn. You wanted to talk a little bit about that. Oh, definitely. 
definitely. I, I'd love to hear your opinion about it. And, and I, and I feel like it, it's definitely ruining sex for women, but you tell me what your, what your thoughts are. On for it. sure. And I'll, I'll back up just for a minute. Cause I think what you were just describing, I love to talk about intention and doing things on purpose. Yeah. And I think the type of experience you're describing is just that is creating an, an experience out of um, sex and intimacy, intimacy rather than just having it be this thing that you accidentally do because you're both in the same place at the same time yeah. and you know whatever. Right. Um, so I love that concept of creating an intentional experience um, in a partnered space where you're both sharing that connection yeah. and both going into it with a certain intention. Um, as far as porn goes though, um, and we could probably do a whole episode just on this, but, um, I, you know, I would love to get your feedback on this, but I feel like, um, a porn seems to have become the primary source of sex education, you know, and I'm, a, I'm a mother of teenagers. Um, so I'm very fearful <laughs> that this is where yeah. most of these kids are getting their education at this point. So again, I'm kind of intentional on making sure I, I, at least with my, in my household, that that's not the case, but, um, Good. certainly I think that's where most of it is coming from. Um, I was also, I will say on a personal, note, I was, I was married to my high school sweetheart for, um, 17 years and, um, the dating scene was a little different when I came out of that marriage. Um, and it became mm -hmm. increasingly apparent that most men are getting their sex from pornography. Um, and I think the unfortunate thing about that, um, you know, there's a multitude of them, but from a woman's standpoint is I think that has turned a lot of women into actresses and performance mm -hmm. artists where mm -hmm. they're performing to the expectation of what men have witnessed in these types of films. So I'd love to get your feedback on that. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is my comment will be a generalization because there mm -hmm. are women who do enjoy pornography. Absolutely. And um, this is my personal opinion. My personal opinion is that I understand that pornography is there to help men masturbate because they're biologically driven to top off their semen so that they can impregnate a woman. Even at any age, they're just like made to, you know, generate future cells, replicate themselves. Um, that being said, it really bums me out that they get so many men get so sucked into porn and then it clouds their judgment and ability to just be heart connected. Mm -hmm. um, porn is typically degrading to women. It's made for men to masturbate. It sets a bad example. It has no foundation in female pleasure. Right. It's all just a trick of the eye and fake to titillate guys. They get hooked and addicted. They've got dopamine issues there. You know, it's just, it's just a, it's a big swirling sewage system. 99% of it. Right. There's not, there are, I'm sure some silver linings, but what we have to deal with as women in the 21st century is a couple of things. Number one, we have to understand that our men are going to watch that shit. Mm -hmm they're not, not going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it on their phone in their car when they're not around us. They're going to, they're doing it. It's happening. Mm -hmm. So all we have control over <laughs> is our relationship to our lover. Mm -hmm. And when we have, what we have control over is asking for what 
kinds of experiences we want. And the way that I like to, to do that is to every lovemaking date that I have, I set the tone for my appetite. I talk about something I'm in the mood for. I ask for what I want. I'm super comfortable asking for what I want. I like to try a lot of new things. So sex with me is exciting. It's different every time. And that's because if we allow ourselves to go inside and figure out what's what our body wants and what's turning us on and what we're in the mood for at the time, and we can communicate that to our partner and our partner's like, yeah, that sounds good. I'd like to give that to you. What I know is that most of us are in relationship with, if we're lucky enough to be in relationship, we're in relationship with a male-bodied partner. Not that I do not have a very large and fanatic gay following and some lesbian following. There's a little more quiet in the world uh, than the gay guys are. But, um, you know, I'm an, I'm an equal opportunity, ageless, sexual, you know, educator. But most of the people are in heterosexual, monogamous relationships. And what I found is that our men want to give us anything we want. They will give up their pleasure for our pleasure. They are not selfish. They are just watching porn and uneducated. So it is the onus is on us as as women to begin to listen to and trust our bodies because our bodies are talking to us all the time. And for us to acknowledge that we're in these 28-day cycles, acknowledge that our our arousal takes 20 to 30 minutes longer than our male body partner. And we're going to stand for our arousal ladder and what our body needs every time we have lovemaking of any kind. Mm -hmm. We also, I encourage us as female bodied people to be very creative with your sexuality. I don't know what you're into right now, but I want you to know one of the things I put together recently was something called the Sex Life Bucket List. It's at sexlifebucketlist.com. And I'm going to write that down. So we remember that in the show notes. Yeah. Bucket List. And I created that because knowing orgasm skills and intercourse techniques and lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, those, those are fantastic. That's the foundation. But it's this idea of my sex life is a gift that keeps giving to me my whole life. And I want to do new things and try new things all the time because that new relationship energy is generated by the novelty and variety of trying new things. Mm -hmm. I want to bust out of the grab a boob and stick it in. You know, we're going on his timetable. (laughs) I never get aroused. So I don't want to have sex with him anymore because sex is always intercourse. I want it to be more like, okay, what do you want from your, what do you want from your sex life right now? A, B, or C from these 48 ideas. If you go to Sex Life Bucket List, what I created was a downloadable PDF with 48 erotic play dates on it. And it's free. And it will lead you to many of my other free things, as well as paid things. You never should get anything from me. It's available for you. I'm not here to push anybody into buying a thing from me. I do great. (laughs) So I just offer a lot of free things because I want to meet people where they are. Yeah. And with the sex life bucket list, 
I've given you a 40 minute guided video. That's kind of a, it's your first erotic play date where if you have a partner, you, you don't have to have a partner. You can just do this yourself. There's plenty of solo practices in this thing, but you can sit with your partner if you have one and watch the video. You each have your printout. You've printed it out on your home computer and you circle A, B, or C for each of the 48 erotic play dates. A is it's definitely going on my bucket list. B is it's not for me, but if you, my partner wanted to do it, I would totally do it with you. C is it's not for me right now. It may be in the future. Our tastes change as we mature. Uh-huh. My sex, I had my 20s is different than my 30s, different than my 40s. It keeps it keeps building because you keep mm-hmm. getting better. You have more experiences. Experience makes you confident, confident to try new things. Right. So the really fun thing about it is that when you get your A-lists and you kind of merge them, you have a lot of fun new things to try, which moves you from sex is foreplay and intercourse to, oh my God, sex is mutual masturbation with toys. Sex is yoni and lingam massage. Sex is role play. Sex is new positions. Sex is positions in new locations. It's maybe a little restraint or blindfolds or a sexy photo shoot or videotaping us making love so we can look at it later. You know, there's, I've got 48 different, really fun ideas. And I think that one of the ways that you cross the gasm chasm is learning what your body wants in the moment and feeling confident to express it. And I use a technique called the sexual soulmate pack to teach you how to do that, especially if you have a partner who's like, I know what I'm doing. You don't have to tell me or, you know, or they collapse emotionally (laughs) the minute you give them one little feedback thing. So you just shut up because it's worse when they have, you know, like a little shit fit in the middle of sex. You don't want that. And that's what women are always afraid of. Oh, God, you know, he just really takes it so hard. And it's like, because that's because he wants to please you so much. So. I have this ninja technique, which helps women get their guys to love the feedback. So once you, that's the sexual soulmate pact. And uh, I'm making a note. It's at sexualsoulmatepact.com, P-A-C-T, like an agreement. That's mm-hmm. a really important part of crossing the gasm chasm. So it's taking the emphasis off of intercourse, learning how to be multi-orgasmic through lots of different types of stimulation, including One of the things I call orgasmic cross training, where you have these five different types of tools, sex toys that you use in your solo practice to awaken new neural pathways throughout the yoni, the vulva, instead of it all just being focused on the tip of the clitoris, because the tip of the clitoris is the ice. It's an iceberg. That's the tip above the surface of the water, but the icebergs below the surface of the water. So you've got to activate all that tissue inside, not inside the vagina, but like the labia, the inner and outer labia, the mons, the G-spot, the perineal. There's so many areas that can be activated. So being confident to ask for what you need, activating more tissue so that everything feels good, working on your blood flow to your yoni. I want to talk about some of the sexual regenerative things that women need to do once they hit 40 and above and and help their male body partners do it too. So your genitals can go the distance. So you have ageless sexuality. We should parking <laughs> like that for the very end if you're okay with that. Just to make sure people are like, okay, right now sex hurts or right now I'm just like my orgasm just doesn't, I can't achieve it. I can't get that. 
there's some things, there's some really simple fixes for that. And then um, the communication piece. So communication, variety and novelty, setting the lover space, um, trying a lot of new things so that you become much more comfortable and facile. So it's not just like you're, you know, you've given up on it. Mindset. Oh, if all women can orgasm, I'm doing it, right? Like I'm committed to crossing the gasm chasm. I thought it was me. And now Susan Bratton told me it's not me and I can do it. I'm doing it. Like, I think that's number one. So many women just put up with very mediocre experiences. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, a really important part of it too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Can you explain the difference between libido, desire, and arousal? Yeah. I basically think about it as three interlocking circles. Those three interlocking, kind of like the Olympic logo. It's the Olympic logo of sex. (laughs) 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 For the win! For the gold! (laughs) And uh, libido is your body's kind of horniness. And that's based on your health. So your health and your libido are two sides of the same coin. If you don't feel well, you don't have a libido. If you're good, if your gut is solid, if you're getting good exercise and movement, if you're eating well, you're going to be horny. Mm-hmm. It's A lot of women say, oh, my hormones are low. I just don't want new sex. And I'm like, what if I told you it's probably not your hormones? Like, sure. I put some estrogen in your vagina to, you know, thicken it up a little so it's not so sensitive. Um, take some testosterone and rub it on your clitoris and your labia. You'll, you know, it'll bloom them a little bit and you'll, it'll sex will feel even better. That, that's great. That's no problem at all. Have your progesterone to balance it all out. Awesome. Um, you can even do intravaginal oxytocin. I mean, that'll really like, whoa, make your vulva just like lush. But um, it's not, it's really your, it's really your health, but it's, it's the other two pieces, the desire. So that's the other circle. The desire is how do you feel about yourself? Are you like self-flagellating because you've got some cellulite or a poochy tummy or a saggy ass? Like, come on, who cares? We live in a skin sack. You take good care of it. It is what it is. That should not hold you back from having fabulously orgasmic heart connected experiences. The human body is just, just the external entity. I mean, it's uh, sex is really about the heart connection and pleasure you co-create. That's what it is. It's the ecstatic bliss of deep intimacy. And you can do that with any shape body. So don't think that you need to have some perfect thing to have hot sex. You can have hot sex right where you are right now with whatever you have. That's desire. And desire is also, do I desire my partner? Because for a lot of us women, our partners, they've got a fat gut. They're toes look like Shrek. They got hair sticking out of their ears and their nose. They don't shave. They stink. They haven't changed. They're taking crap on their shirt. I mean, and I got to go back to pot belly. I freaking hate a pot belly. If my husband starts getting a little belly, I I start whacking it with the back of my hand. Like that's got to go. I am so serious about keeping my man lithe and nimble and flexible. It drives me crazy when we, when we like slip and eat too much and we put on a few pounds and I'm like, well, and that, that belly fat produces more estrogen and, and, and degrades testosterone production too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You end up living with your grandpa or your grandma. (laughs) 
when their testosterone drops from all that belly fat and they're not getting any exercise and they're not lifting any weights. Oh, you're living with grandma. I don't want to have sex with grandma. I need, I don't even want to have sex with grandpa. I want to have sex with daddy, you know, hot dad, daddy. I want the hot daddy. That's what I like. I like a zaddy. So I think it's really important for us as women too, that we have to keep our eye on our men's health. They don't do a great job with it, most of them. So, we, you know, we're yeah. Dr. Mom. We're on top of it all. So desire is, do you desire your partner? Is he sexy? Or does he stink and gross you out every time he walks in the room? Like, you got to get on him for that crap. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't say, dude, there's no way I'm going to have sex with you if you're wafting stink every time you walk through my room. Come on, dude. you got to live with me. You need to, I look good. What, what are you doing? Step it up to attract me. <laughs> you know, that's important for us. And um, if they're pissing you off outside the bedroom, you're not going to want to have orgasms inside the bedroom. So you've got to have, remember when I was telling you that understanding what my partner wanted and, and him understanding what I wanted in our relationship was one of the three things that helped me cross the gasm chasm. Mm -hmm. I said, one was our expanded orgasm practice. One was being told, being being willing to be totally honest with each other about everything, like saying what needs to be said. You have to, we are so culturally acclimatized to walking on eggshells, withholding, especially women subjugating our own needs. Right. You can't come hard if you're pissed off at your partner. Right. It's just, I mean, unless you're dissociating, which is a whole nother form of head game that's keeping you from having the orgasmic bliss with your partner that you want when you have, and then lastly, it's arousal. And I want to come back to arousal because if I leave your listeners with any other thing besides you can have orgasms from penetration with, with if you just do these things, you know, <laughs> it's that we have to give ourselves time for our arousal. And I want to talk about what that looks like in a bit of detail. If you're willing to go there with me, yeah, I, sure. I, I don't know how we are on time and where you want to go. I can always come back and we yeah. can do like literally a dive into arousal, but whatever is good for you. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I would say is that if you aren't committed to having honesty with your partner in all things, that's just... I mean, like everything starts with everything starts with communication and it stand, it starts with standing for yourself and what your needs are and what you what you need out of your relationship. And so as women, we we give up so much of ourselves to please others when in reality, that's just basic codependency. Mm -hmm. And when we recognize that we must be honest with our needs. And when we are, we're easier to love, not harder to love. We're easier to love because that, lo that lover of ours knows what we want and how to make us happy. If we don't tell them and they're guessing, they're treating us the way they want to be treated, which is like, why are you grabbing my butt all the time? Well, because he wants you to grab his package. Oh, okay. Because grabbing my butt isn't really doing anything for me or grabbing my boobs isn't doing anything for me. Like I, grabbing my boobs is like a level three type of thing. It's not where you start with a woman. Right. You start, right. But grabbing his package, <laughs> you start there with a guy. That's what he needs. That's, he's like, ah, that's what I needed. I needed a hand on my man hammer. You know, they, they just need that. They need that to calm down and know everything's going to be okay. They're going to have a good time. So that's desire. Desire goes both ways. How do you feel about yourself? Are you desirable? And do you desire your partner? And if you don't, what's 
in the way of having it. Did you know that 99% of the molecules in your body are water and the quality of that water determines the quality of your life? Water is so much more than just its molecular structure of hydrogen and oxygen. Water is life. And the energetic properties of water are some of the most overlooked and misunderstood principles in the understanding of life. Water is much like a radio receiver. Adjusting the crystalline structure of the water, it can be balanced to receive the optimum spectrum of electromagnetic frequencies. Quantum physics is very clear on the fact that everything in the universe is interconnected. Our ability to perceive the information coming to us is crucial for creating the highest possible level of life for ourselves and our planet. Since 99% of our molecules are water, our ability to perceive must lie in the water itself. The crystalline structure that the analemma water wand creates in the water enables your body to become a better radio receiver. It opens up the pathways to make your body more conscious, more connected, more in tune with the harmonic rhythms of nature. Analemma has been shown to increase cellular energy, revitalize the immune system, boost anti-inflammatory pathways, and improve gut health. The Analemma wand brings the water we drink into a state of coherence. Holistic health exists in a paradigm outside of the limiting confines of allopathic Western medicine. When we consider the subtle energy system of the body, we begin to see that reversing states of dis-ease is simply about following the laws of nature and giving the body the resources it requires so it can return to a state of homeostasis. Analemma water is a simple tool in that path back to balance. Coherence equals consciousness. That's why we call Analemma water conscious water. Grab your own Analemma water wand by visiting the Jen's Favorite Things tab at jenmayo.com and use code Jen10 for 10% off your purchase. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, There's this statistic uh, I came across that um, testosterone levels have dropped 50% in the last 40 years, um, Mm -hmm. which is appalling for so many reasons, even outside of sex. Um, I think that kind of gives gives us a snapshot of what's going on in terms of overall health in our lives as well, and how much more challenging it is to cultivate good health and a good, healthy, um, sexual, uh, sexual health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, most people know that nutrition is important. Um, and that's usually kind of a starting place. Um, but the amount of like toxic chemical exposures that we're exposed to on a daily basis, as well as what we internalize in terms of how our relational alchemy is creating chemistry in our bodies as well as really um, well said. creating this environment um, where we have to work a lot harder, perhaps. Um, I know there's this concept of um, regenerative medicine in sexual yeah. health. Can you tell us a little bit about things that people can be doing to kind of stay ahead of that um that curve for that we're fighting against in terms of the toxic load and things that are working against us. 
Yeah. Um, I wish we had one of those little uh, sound boards like they used to have on radio stations where you could press that button that sounds like where the Calvary is coming in to rescue you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that kind of Maybe we'll add that in. We'll add that in. <laughs> I need to press that button. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, sexual regenerative therapies for the win. <laughs> um, basically, what happens as we age is that <clears throat> definitely our hormones diminish. Mm-hmm. And we can use exogenous hormone replacement therapy, which I do and love. I love my, t- I would not give up my, I mean, it's like the last thing you could take everything away from me, except my hormones, like right, I just love right, them right. so much. Um, so I, I really love that. And then um, for our genital system, if you think about it, we're basically just big sponges. We have big sponges between our legs. And the we, it's easy to see the guy's sponge. It looks like a banana sticking out of there, right? It's all, all the stuff inside <laughs> his penis is a sponge. And actually, that's only half of it. The other half of his penis goes in and down toward his testicles. So he's got double that amount of erectile tissue. So if you think oh, about wow. a banana, yep. that's how much erectile tissue is in a penis. Mm-hmm. Well, we women have the same amount of erectile tissue as are men. So you really? think about that banana. Yes. Wow. Think about that banana and now make it into a circle and stick it underneath the skin of your vulva around your vagina. We have mm-hmm. three erectile tissue systems. We have the clitoral, we have the perineal, and we have the urethral. Mm-hmm. So we currently think about the clitoris as this little tiny nub. And we currently think about the G spot as this little spot. And we don't even know about the perineal sponge. That's like invisible to us. And in actual fact, the clitoris being the tip of the iceberg, it has has a shaft. It has a tip, a shaft, just a little mini penis. We have a little mini penis. We have, it has little arms called crora, little legs called vestibular bulbs that are draping around our labia. That's, they're under our labia. That's the rest of the clitoris is there. And then the G spot is actually Right in, if you open your little labia like their little doors, welcome to the intersection, sanctum. Um, that's called the vestibule, mm-hmm. and inside the vestibule is the beginning of our G spot that wraps around the exit where our urine comes out, like a little rosebud, and it goes in and up toward our bladder. And you can also access it inside the vagina on the roof of the, the vagina, mm-hmm. and then. Inside the vagina on the floor of the vagina is our perineal sponge. So literally one of the reasons it's actually super easy to cross the gasm chasm when you get enough blood flow, that's what you need. You need 20 good minutes of loving foreplay, turn on, adoration, words of encouragement, yoni massaging, expanded orgasm, using vibrators, whatever you want to do to get it all going. And that gives us our blood flow in. But what happens as we age is that that tissue starts to atrophy, like wrinkles on your face. It's similar to your vulva and his penis. It's shrinking. Everything's Uh collapsing. There's less collagen. There's less enervation. There's less blood flow. There's less everything. We're receding as we age. And so that attacks our genitals as well. The aging does with atrophy which means that we have loss of lubrication. We have loss of orgasmic response. Literally, orgasms don't feel as good as they used to without Mm -hmm. using these sexual regenerative therapies. So for women, we have incontinence. Men have nighttime urination issues from prostate enlargement. Um, They have delayed ejaculation. They they, they have to pump away with way more friction than than should be necessary. 
squeezing and stroking really hard because they can't quite get there. We can't quite get there. It takes us forever to get to our climax. It's like, we're almost there, almost there, almost there, almost there. We can't get there. Uh, instead of being this like multi-orgasmic, you know, fiend where we're just coming and coming and coming, which is what we can be. Um, and then we have painful intercourse because our partners are watching porn and they think intercourse is like, they think we have an inside out penis inside us, you know, a sheath and, and, and we really don't. They think about it as like a birth canal, but mm -hmm. it's not, it's like a little pocket. It's like a little stretchy pocket muscle. And so they're, they're just going, er, 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 and they're just wearing out our sphincter muscle. They're just wearing us out. I, I wish for anybody who's listening to this and doesn't have the visuals, I feel like your hand motions while we're doing this <laughs> could see that, but we'll put this on YouTube too. So if you want to see, you know, the, the video version, we've got that as well. And I think I need a sound mixer with my own little buttons, right? <laughs> and the bed springs. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, they need to, we need to learn more intercourse techniques too. Um, one of the things that I've done is I've done a series of explaining different ways to have intercourse that are very pleasurable for her and not just giving him the friction he needs. Um, that's at my website, personallifemedia.com. I'll make a note, PLM. Okay. Personallifemedia.com. Um, if you go to my personal life media and you just type in intercourse, you'll come up with all of those intercourse techniques. That's a great thing to start with is just to try those intercourse techniques because you probably haven't been get, if you haven't crossed the gasm chasm, you, or you're not just basically having orgasms the whole time he's penetrating you, which is really what you're, you're capable of is that every single thing is just feeling incredible with engorgement and the right stroke techniques. Um, that's very important, but women get thinning tissue. And so we want to thicken the tissue up. And so there's incontinence loss from, and there's loss of blood flow. There's loss of pelvic musculature. There's a diminishment of orgasmic capacity. Um, oh, and cruelest cut of all vaginal laxity, because our vaginas get bigger as the tissue shrinks when our husband's penises get smaller as their tissues shrink. So then you're losing grip right? Which you need for contraction for okay. orgasm. Um, so fluffing all that up and then our men, their penises are shrinking. They're having a harder time orgasming. They're not staying. They're not getting very hard. They're not staying very hard. This is what happens to them. So there's, here's what you do. Basically, number one, bottom line, super gorilla, ninja, easy, simple, simple technique is to take a nitric oxide booster. Okay. That's why my other company is a company called The 20. I can send you some. It's called The 20 and I make a nitric oxide booster from organic fruit and vegetables. Nice. Because most nitric oxide boosters are made from GMO modified, pesticide laden, beets or corn liquor or what have you. It's uh -huh. a travesty. And you don't want that crap. In, you were trying to detox. Right. not retox. Right. So you start with, uh, and that I'll give you the link for that. I have a special podcast link. It's, it's at by flow. It's called flow F L O W by flow. Now B U I F L O W N O W. And, uh, I made a note for that one. So we'll have that on your show notes. Um, right. start there, give it to your husband, take it yourself. Your vagina is not a gland. It doesn't self lubricate. You need blood flow to get wet. So if you're no longer getting wet, you can be as turned on as you want, but if you're not wet, you just don't even feel turned on. 
when you're wet, you're like, oh, well, maybe I should have some sex today. This is nice. It's so much better to be mm-hmm. super juicy. And then the that's number one. Number two is I, for men, the next step up is to get a vacuum erection device, a penis pump. And as a woman, you want to support your guy in pumping his penis a couple times a week, because what it does is it draws, it's a little cylinder, he sticks his penis in and it suctions onto his body and it draws blood flow into his penis to continue to expand and reestablish the blood carrying capacity of his erectile tissue. So it helps him regain his firmness and hardness and it reverses the shrinkage. So, um, that I wrote a book called the pump guide. It's at pumpingguide.com, pumpingguide.com. And that explains it and tells you what pump I recommend because I, there is a bunch of crap on the market. You need a good, they're not expensive. They're like 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to have a nice hard penis the rest of your life for $200, that pump lasts forever. It's like a metal pan pump. I mean, it's, so easy. And when you support your man and be like, I want you to pump, I want you to do that a couple times a week. And then when you start to see how nice his penis gets, it's amazing. What do you say to people who hear this sort of thing and think that, you know, sex is sex and sexual health is just supposed to be this thing that stays, you know, naturally healthy for your whole life. And this, this sounds like something weird to do. I mean, if you've never heard of it before, I'm not going to lie. It sounds a little bit weird. Like how do people get over the mental hurdle of like, there are greater things that need to be done to, to continue to help that be a healthy part of your life? Well, we don't use sticks to brush our teeth anymore. We use, uh, <laughs> we use oral irrigators and, uh, electronic toothbrushes and yeah. bleach tooth bleach. And, you know, all, all yeah. of those things we've had all of our, all of our fillings taken out and replaced with, you know, non-metal and we've had our crowns replaced with porcelain instead of metal. You know, that's just your teeth. Look at all right. the things we do with your with our teeth to keep our right. teeth, our choppers good for our whole life. Why yeah. would you not want to keep your penis and vul- vulva good for your whole life? Exactly. These are, these are, we live in the 21st century. Get with the program. Right. Like if you want to have optimal health, you know, this is what you, this is what you do. I'm telling you the simple things for optimal genital health. Right. So it's not weird at all. It's simply a device that takes care of the problems that you get. And it's it's pleasurable too, which is nice. So penis pump for a guy. And then I like something called the V fit for women. It's at vaginadevice.com and it's red light therapy inside the vagina with warmth and vibration that does Kegel toning and tightening and recollagenation of the vaginal mucosa. Those two things work really good. So vaginadevice.com. And then you go up from there to gains wave and femi wave. And those are treatments that you go to get. And they are a acoustic wave technology. And what I by the time you're in your 60s and even in your 50s, depending on your health and lifestyle in the past, because shit catches up to you. Sure. Like I, I can't tell you how many people have come to me and they have these problems. And I'm like, man, you're pretty bad off. What's been happening? It's like, well, I was a really heavy drinker in my youth. And it's like, that ruins your health. That's a huge one. That is a huge one. People drink a lot. I'm 
constantly now worrying about my drinking and I'm minimizing it and I'm trying to, you know, no drinks unless I'm with friends or socializing or I'm having like a steak dinner or whatever, you know, like I'm just like really careful with that stuff. Well, and so, you, you touched on brain health earlier too. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you talk, follow Dr. Eamon, he's got great stuff of on course. brain health and he has posted so much, especially recently on um what alcohol and marijuana do to your brain, um, as well as the carcinogenic effects of alcohol, which I don't think most people realize when they're picking up a drink. Exactly. I know it's, uh, don't let things own you, you own them. And it's not easy. Um, they're, they are addictive. So Gaines wave and Femi wave, just to finish it off, um, are these treatments that use acoustic wave. They're applied externally to the body, to the penis and to the vulva. And one of the things that I love about the Gaines wave is that you go in for your six treatments, you space it like two a week for three weeks kind of thing, or once a week for six weeks, you can go to gainswave.com. That's where you go to find out if, if you have a provider in your area, femiwave.com. And, um, that acoustic wave is a regenerative treatment that stimulates new tissue growth, increases the penile volume and it not block, it knocks the plaque off the penile arteries, which is holding you from getting the blood flow into the penis. And unless you have really bad heart disease or diabetes, which ruin erectile function, right. um, Gaines wave tends to be able to reverse. It's kind of like a facelift for your dick. It's really, it is like that. Like it's all great to go in and get lasering done on your face and do your IPLs and get your facials and blah, blah, blah. And your, your, even your PRP facials and stuff, but ain't nothing like going to a surgeon and having him lift your face and sew it back on. I mean, it just, but you don't have, there's no surgery with Gaines right. Wave and Femi right. Wave. What I'm saying is it's that effective. Okay. Compared to everything else you can do. It is the king and queen of keeping your genitals in great working order. I recently had Femi waves done and um, I at 61 am literally more lubricated and wetter than I was even in my twenties. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And though how lubricated you are, isn't correlated to how aroused you are. When you mm-hmm. are lubricated, it makes you more aroused. Mm-hmm. And I'm having sex without lube right now. It's unbelievable. And I couldn't do that my entire 50s. I had I, to have lube every single I, time. I want to share this story real quick because I remember seeing an interview that um, Matt Lauer did of Miley Cyrus many, many years ago. And I remember her saying in this interview that she thought everyone over the age of 40 was sexually dead. <laughs> That's so funny. And I just yeah. thought, oh, silly girl. Exactly. No, our sexuality is it's a lifelong gift up there in the pantheon right. with, you know, the love of family and friends, our art and our, our our art and beauty and spirituality and dance and music and the things that make life worth living. Mm-hmm. You know, those, yeah. those beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gaines Wave and Femi Wave really, really, if you try the vagina device, you try the pump 
It's called the Whopper. You, and and those are getting you where you want to go. It's called the Whopper. It's called the Whopper. Because uh, guys, listen, you know how women are like, you can never be too rich and too thin. Guys are like, you can never have a penis that's too big. So when it starts to shrink, they're super bummed out, you know? And so getting them back to and even going bigger than they used to be, if they keep pumping, they can actually increase their size. And for a lot of women, they're like, yeah, you know, he's five inches. I wouldn't mind six. Or he's six inches. I wouldn't mind seven. Mm. I mean, you know, we like a nice tight fit. So reversing it and even taking it to the next, I kind of think about it going from sexual regenerative therapies. So flow, the vagina device, the whopper, the femi wave, the gains wave, that's the stack, the biohacking stack, right? Okay. But, yeah. but, but really what you're doing is you can even go beyond how you used to be. I'm now more lubricated. My clitoris is even bigger than it's ever been. And size matters for women too. I mean, when we atrophy and our clitoris recedes into our body, it just doesn't get so full of blood. When it's really nice and full of blood from all these treatments, and by the way, here's a disgusting thing. I hate this, but I have the solution, so I don't feel bad telling you about it. I'm not going to sure. make you miserable without making you happy after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get old, as a woman, your outer labia begin to sag and they look like old man balls. Oh my God. You look down, you're like, Jesus, is that a scrotum down there? It's so bad. But the Femi wave pops it right back up again. That's why the V-Fit is good. The, the vagina device is really good. But the Femi Wave is even better because all of a sudden you've got this plump, juicy, fountainous, luscious vulva. It's so pretty and it's plump <laughs> and you don't have any sagging <laughs> man balls down there. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> oh God, it's hard to get old, but not <laughs> impossible because you can reverse all these things. I am like a massive bio. I love regenerative therapy. I'm like coursing with PRP right now. You know, I do PRP facelifts. I do PRP hair lifts. I do PRP in my clitoris. My husband does the P shot in his penis. We do all that stuff. And, and can you, can so you explain good. what PRP is real quick? Sure. Yeah. Um, PRP is called platelet rich plasma. Yeah. And that's kind of the cherry on the, the cherry on the Sunday. So if we talk about like the ice cream is taking flow and getting your your blood flowing again. And then the, you know, the second scoop of ice cream is your vagina device and your whopper. And then the the whipped cream is your gains wave and your femi wave. And then the cherry on top is add in some PRP. It's like a booster. It's like a little accelerator turbocharger where they take a couple, they take a vial or two of your own blood from your body. They put it in a centrifuge. You can get this from the femi wave and gains wave providers. They do, they, this is what they always do. And, um, um, you, they spin your blood and they take off the white and red blood cells and you're left with something called a fibrin rich matrix of platelet rich plasma, PRP. Okay. And they take it and put it in a little tiny, tiny, tiny little syringe. They put lidocaine on your vulva and then they inject it into your clitoral structure and into your urethral structure, your G-spot area and into anything else that hurts. Like Though I had a cesarean section, somewhere along the line, I had torn my vaginal sphincter. Um, the opening to my vagina had like this sure. little spot that was always a little sensitive. And I've had PRP right in that spot, and it solved the problem. I also had on my mons this little like divot where I must have 
hit it on something, had an accident of some kind, or I had a genetic anomaly right in the top of my mons mm-hmm. that always needed, my husband always needs to rub it before we make love. I like a, I like a vulva massage before we make love to help me get engorged. And he always has to like rub his thumb over that spot and really get it softened. It, it kind of has this weird like kink in it. And he's been doing that for 20 years for me. And uh, I've been having PRP injected right into that. And it's gotten so much better. It hardly hurts at all anymore. So we women, we have episiotomies from birth. We have wounds. We have all kinds of things that need incontinence, that need extra bolstering. And the PRP, when it's injected into specific locations, it actually regenerates new tissue right in that area and repairs old wounds in addition to plumping up the whole tissue and improving it. So when you do the Femi wave and you have the addition of the, it's called an O shot or orgasm shot. That's kind of uh-huh. the branded version, but you can just ask for PRP. Yeah. Um, when you have that in addition to the Femi wave, they're so synergistic because the waves are doing so, tiny little micro damage that's calling to your body to heal it and make it young again. And then the PRP is like adding a little bit more of what your body sends to the area to even make that happen better. So they're Uh very, very synergistic. And that's, that's kind of the whole, you know, the whole stack for regenerative and biohacking. Okay. Okay. That's cool, right? It's amazing how much there is that you can do. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I think that is great advice um, for people who are moving into their 40s, 50s, and 60s and beyond. Um, I did want to leave a little bit for our younger audience because I feel like um, women like yourself and I um, have a lot of wisdom to um, lend to the younger generations. Can you talk a little bit um, about hormonal birth control, because I like to talk about it as being um, chemical castration. That's what I prefer yeah. to call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I have a 25-year-old daughter. Yeah. And uh, she's just the most beautiful, kind, lovely girl mm-hmm. and a woman, young woman. And uh, when she was younger, I, I said, um, she said, I want to go on birth control. I want to get the pill. And I was like, I don't want you to, babe. I just think it's a really bad idea. It's going to mess up your own hormones. It's going to, it has all kinds of downstream effects. In the long run, I ended up having to get my gallbladder out because I had calcium stones, which my my gallbladder doctor, I think they have a name, Cola something or other. He was like, yeah, this is what we see in women that have taken taken the pill for many years is that mm-hmm. um, the, it's not reversible. I can't, I can't fix your gallbladder. I have to take it out. Now I have fat emulsion issues, you know, for the rest of my life. I mean, you need your organs. So it makes you pick partners that don't appeal to you. Ultimately, it um, messes up your own cycle. Um, It's just, it's a panacea that's too good to be true. I don't recommend it at all. What I recommend are two things for contraceptives. The first Mm -hmm. I recommend is a, um, a, like a, a basal metabolic, or not a basal metabolic, a basal temperature uh, tracker like the Daisy is a really good one, D A Y S Y. Yeah. And it's they call it fertility awareness. They make it quote unquote for um, you to tell when you're in your fertile window so you can conceive. But mm-hmm. 
when you're in your fertile window, you can conceive. So that's when you abstain from ejaculatory intercourse. You know, mm-hmm. you have oral pleasure or you use your toys and do mutual masturbation or you wear a condom and a, or a diaphragm or both. Right. Uh, and so they market it as fertility awareness, but that's because it's easier than marketing contraception because there are people who are against contraception. So it's just a marketing thing. Those fertility trackers, they work on a mobile device that you get a little thermometer, it sends a Bluetooth signal, it does crowdsourcing of your fertility against all of the other people who are on the device, which is thousands, if not probably a million by now. So it's very good at predicting when you could get pregnant so you can manage to that. And then the second thing that I recommend is a non-medicated IUD, intrauterine device. Mm-hmm. And an IUD, that's what I have my daughter, I have my daughter do. And she's been super happy with it. It's a, it's a little copper coil that goes up inside the uterus and kind of tricks the uterus into thinking that it's getting pregnant. So you still have your period, everything's normal, but you can't conceive because there's mm-hmm. already something in there. Mm-hmm. It's more of... Um, more of a, a like a mechanical physical device than yeah. the temperature collection and it's bomb proof like you don't even have to worry whether you're you know in your estrus cycle or not because it's just gonna work so yeah. Yeah. and i told her so don't tell any of your partners that you have it it's none of their business you're allowed to keep your fertility management systems to yourself and make them wear condoms unless they're going to screen in, get all their STI tests mm-hmm. and be completely committed and monogamous with you. Then you can rely on the IUD. But before that, um, you know, guys pass STIs like crazy. They can't help it. It's still, they're just not as cautious as women and they don't bear such a big burden of it. So that's the other thing that I like to tell young women is have a lot of great sex, have a lot of partners but make them get tested before you have unprotected sex. Because honestly, most STIs, and there's over 20 STIs, Mm -hmm. most STIs are um, skin-to-skin contact, and they jump the condom. Like, the condom really doesn't contain a lot of STIs. So you Mm -hmm. really want to be with people who are testing regularly. And if you're going to have sex with them, do that. And then what I also recommend last thing for young women is all women really is, um, you know, because I recommend having a lot of partners. So you have experience, so you have fun, so you're more body comfortable. So you gain, you know, you just have a lot of wisdom from having partners. There's nothing wrong with it. If that's what you want to do. And if it's not, don't do it. But if you do, then the the other piece of it is that um, you need to go get tested very frequently. And you can have two levels of sex. In your mind, you can think there's level A and level B. Level A is super safe, which is you can kiss them. You can put your hands on their genitals. They can put their hands on your genitals. But no mouth to genital or genital to genital contact without STI tests would be the best, mm-hmm. or at least minimum a condom and mm-hmm. dental dam, right? Mm-hmm. Or saran mm-hmm. wrap. So <laughs> a lot of women are afraid to stand for their own safety around right. that. I mean, right. Jen, women are afraid to speak up, but mm-hmm. we must speak up because who knows what the long term downstream effects are of any. Thing you get HPV, mm-hmm. it can give you throat cancer and uterus cancer. I mean, you don't want to get that herpes. I mean, I don't think you should. 
if a person knows they have herpes and they know when they get herpes or, and that's, or that's you, don't worry about it. I mean, if you know, you're not going to give it, I mean, I've had herpes since I met my husband and he's never gotten them all these years because if I have an outbreak, I abstain. Mm -hmm. So abstain if you have that, but chlamydia, gonorrhea, trichinomyosis, syphilis, HIV, hep C, get them tested for hep C. You never know where there's an intravenous drug user in your past. Like, I mean, people get that hep C stuff. You know, people that work in medical systems get it. I mean, you have to be careful. So get, um, and I like a company called stdtests.com. Mm-hmm. You can order a full panel. It's very quick and it's very inexpensive and planned parenthood. They mm-hmm. will give you free STI testing if you can't afford it. So mm-hmm. there's almost always a planned parenthood in every major market. So these are the things that when you begin to get, practice makes perfect. The first time you have your talks, with your partner, you know, like, Hey, I, I, I'm interested in going further than just hands and kissing, but I need you to get STI tests. And this is what I want you to get tested for. And I'll get tested too. Or I just had tests and I haven't been with anybody, but I need you to, when you do that and you act like a grown ass person, right. Then they step up and act like a grown ass person and you're mm-hmm. doing good. It's karma. You're doing right. good for humanity by training people to have standards. Mm-hmm. So Getting shit-faced and having unprotected sex is a really bad idea all the time. Yes. You need to keep your wits about you and be mature in your approach to expanding your sexuality. And if, if, if someone can't wait to have sex with you and they're willing to put you at risk, you don't want to have sex with them anyway. Screw them. Right. Kick them to the curb. Move right. on. You can get laid um, from a million people. So it's not worth it. Right. Um, just be more choosy and careful with your body, protect yourself and stand for your safety. Yeah. And I do think there's, uh, you know, we mentioned quantum, the quantum realm of things earlier. I do think there yeah. is a, um, energetic and emotional com- component. you know, when we're talking about the mind body space of, mm-hmm. um, the expression of diseases. And I do think, um, that when people are not protecting themselves emotionally and energetically, they are more susceptible to those sorts of things. Um, well said. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you give for, such good advice and you oh, have such well, a kind heart. <laughs> Thank you. And you're so nurturing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate all of the, uh, the information you provided. We will probably have to have you back on again so that we can, expand a little bit more on a few of these topics and um, go a little bit deeper, but it has been such a pleasure having you on. Um, I will include all of the links um, that you've mentioned (laughs) and probably a few more uh, in our show notes so that our listeners can very easily access um, some of those resources. But um, in conclusion, is there anything that we didn't really hit on um, during our conversation thus far that you think is really important that our, our listeners should know about? One of the things I, I I can do is I can at betterlover.com, which is my video website, betterlover.com. Okay. Um, there's uh and there's a search box at the top, how to have the safe sex talk, when to have the safe sex talk, what mm-hmm. STI tests to get. It's all right there. Um, and there's notes under each video. So if you don't even want to watch the video, you just want to get the info, it's there. So that's okay. super helpful. And there's even a little thing you can print out and like stick in your purse or your wallet. So you have the list. So it okay. makes it really easy. Okay. Um, that was one last thing. And then um, follow you me You just Instagram. whip it out and read it when you've got it. <laughs> yeah, just hand it to Like, could yeah, you stop just take for a, a minute? I've got, we've got to check these boxes off first. 
yeah, that's right. That's what you yeah. need to do. Yeah. That's that's how you stand for your own safety. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton. I'd love to come back and talk more about actual like love making techniques. Some of the All things right. that I've learned that I recommend for people to have more pleasure and connection that, you know, now that they're like, okay, all right, we made it through the first Susan Bratton episode. <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take a little more. Well, we'll so take, yeah. I always joked on that. If sex were a brand, it's tagline. It would be sex. There's always something more. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, I like to, I joke, but not really that I think most people have experienced maybe 5% of their sexual potential. Yeah. Uh, and there's this whole other 95% that most people don't even know is a possibility in part yeah. because we, you know, back to the porn thing, right. we've been culturally conditioned to, you know, think about sex in this tiny little box of, you know, these are the possibilities when in fact, you know, especially going back to that energetic realm of things, mm-hmm. there is this whole other realm of possibility mm-hmm. that most people are not even aware is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know all the tantric bliss in the world, mm-hmm. just enveloping yeah. your body like honey and resonating and allowing you to touch source, you know, like, oh, that I love. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, thank you right, so much. To be continued, darling. Yes, you have this a great is time. wonderful. I've thoroughly enjoyed being with you. Thank you for I having well. me. And thank you for your tena- your intrepid willingness to help <laughs> people have more pleasure and connection. Hey, wait, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So thank you so much, Susan. Thank you. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any statements and views expressed by myself or my guests are not medical advice. The opinions of guests are their own and the Body Literacy Podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. If you have a medical problem, please consult a qualified and competent medical professional. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Body Literacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and sign up for updates over at genmayo.com. 